Welcome to the Social Code Podcast. I'm Lauren Crawford, full-time dance instructor and wellness coach. And I'm Leah, happy-go-lucky social dancer and co-host, or also known as Lauren's sister. You've tuned in today because you've entered the social dance scene and you've realized there's more to it than just skill level. That's why we're here, to show you how to navigate making friends, the inevitable rejection, building confidence and avoiding awkward situations, and more. We'll be talking all things lifestyle, relationships, and social dancing. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode three of the podcast. Our topic today is teaching while the teacher is teaching. It's just rude. (laughs) We're going to get into it. So um, our topic today is teaching while the teacher is teaching because this happens often. I see this in my own classes. I see this in other instructors classes yes I've been part of like part of the class and someone's trying to teach me while the teacher's teaching and I'm like excuse me I just need to hear what they need to say and then they're like no no no, but I got you and I'm like no please yeah please so we're gonna kind of break this down into little sub chapters today so the first thing we want to talk about is nice and simple Don't take the class if you're not going to follow the instructor's directions. Correct. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take the class if you're not going to follow the instructor's directions. So what that means is if the class you know is a beginner's class and you are going to be bored in it and you're going to want to do other things, simply don't take that class. Yeah, straight up. Like... If you feel like you are above it, which we'll get into, if you feel like you already know it, if you feel like, you know, maybe you could be an asset, understand that unless that instructor asks you to assist, you are there to only take the class or sit and observe and enjoy the view. Absolutely. There's nothing better than when intermediate or advanced dancers take a beginner level class because it genuinely helps the beginners unless that person tries to teach beyond what the teacher is teaching. Yeah, those people that are beginners, they're still very confused. They're trying to learn. And learning how to dance is one thing, but also learning how to, if you're not a visual learner, Or if you're not an auditory learner, right? Like being able to watch someone do something or listen to someone say something and then actually perform it is something that's not an easy thing to do. So if you have someone talking to you while you're really trying to focus, that's, it's so frustrating. Absolutely. Everybody learns differently. Um, With that, so I have taken many of beginner classes just because I've been around and so I thought oh so and so is teaching this instructor I'm gonna go and just help be an extra body whether I'm being a leader whether I'm being a follower and no matter what that instructor is teaching even if it is just 20 minutes of the basic I am quiet because during that time I am the student there's even been times where students have said, knowing that I'm an instructor in the class, oh, so what do I do? Which way do I go? And asking me questions while the instructor is teaching. And I simply say, you know, ask the instructor or hold on a minute, they're still talking. Because most of the time, I would say a true 90% of the time, 
that question is about to be answered. Always. It normally always is answered. And every time, I know when I am the instructor teaching, uh, there's it's always the people that need the most help that are the ones being distracted or being distracting. I think it's awesome that you might feel very, very confident in your dancing abilities. Confidence is huge. Mm -hmm. It's a huge thing when it comes to dancing. You need to be certain of what you're going to lead your partner through or your follow. It's so awesome. You also have to be very humble Mm -hmm. and understand that even as instructors or even as an assist, which I I assist all the time, but I still very much enjoy listening because there is something new that I am learning every single time. I might do an outside turn or a crossbody lead a million times, but in this one way that Lauren might, you know, explain it is something a little bit different and it gives me a new like view on, oh, I could do this to adjust. I'm always wanting to improve and I can't do that if I'm one not paying attention or distracting others or being distracted myself. Absolutely. So at the, you know, at the end of the day, if you're taking a class, even if the person that you're dancing with is new and they need help, allow the instructor to be that person to help them. Even if you're coming from a good place, I have some great people come to my class and mm-hmm. they're really wonderful with the beginners and they dance with them, but they tend to confuse them a lot because they're trying to listen to my voice, but they're hearing multiple voices, and it again can, like Leah said, it can become um, confusing. Yes, and again, if you're wanting to just, if you're there and you want to dance and you're just so eager, understand that there is a social after the class. You can go and you can dance and you can try different moves and you can, you know, show off your your little booty and your shimmies and your shakes and your footwork and you can do all of that. After the class, if you are trying to do it during the class, it might not actually mesh well with what the teacher is teaching. There is a time and a place for everything and recognizing that and being respectful to that key rule of social dancing is so important. Absolutely. Can you imagine going like you're in your office and your boss is like, okay, guys, team meeting, everybody meet in the meeting room (laughs) and everybody meets in the meeting room. And while your boss is trying to say what the goals are for the next quarter or whatever, you're sitting there being like, yeah, but listen to this and like over talking him. And that would never happen. It would never happen. You would instantly get kicked out of the board room. You would be called out and then be embarrassed. We have more respect. Absolutely. (laughs) And you don't want to do that. Yes. As an instructor, it's hard not to embarrass your students because Again, you always want to build confidence. Right. But, yes, so. It's a, it's a hard pill to, to swallow just because yeah. you've got nothing else to Absolutely. So there is a big difference between being helpful and being distracting. If you think you're being helpful, but it's during a class, it will always be distracting. Always. And don't be scared to ask questions. If, like, that is one thing that's not a distraction. Correct. But it is an interruption, but not in a bad interruption, right? If you are taking a class and you don't fully understand something, raise your hand. Old I school. promise you, right? The teacher will call on you. <laughs> I promise. She will turn to you and say, 
yes, what is your question, right? And then she's like, oh, I was just about to touch on that. Or I'm glad that you asked because I guarantee a lot of these people have the same gosh darn question. Good. Leah, I'm so glad you said that. So if you want to be (laughs) helpful in the class, the best thing you can do if you are dancing with a new student, my intermediate and advanced dancers, and they are messing something up, instead of saying, oh, let me show you and pulling them off to the side and helping them then, raise your hand and ask the question as though you are having trouble with it. Yes. So raise your hand and say, oh, Uh, Do I start with my left foot as the leader on one? Even if you know the answer, by asking it out loud, you're going to help your partner. Yes. And you you literally hear everyone at the same time be like, yes. Yes. Like, yes. Or they're like, oh, yeah. Like, no, that's right. Like, can we touch on that? Everyone will do it. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. But again, it also gives your partner that that confidence that you have their back because you're wanting them to learn at the same level that you are. And you do that by listening. Yes. You know? Um, I'm going to jump to um, your relationship with the instructor. Yes. Um, and that doesn't give you allowance to kind of disrespect the student-teacher relationship either. I have a perfect example. Oh, gosh. Here we go. My, <laughs> my dad. I love my dad. We love him. He is amazing. He's a great dancer. We Yes. The ladies Always compliment. They always come up to me and say, your dad is so fun. Your dad He's is so great. and charming. My dad, yes. honestly, the best. I love when he comes to my events. I love when he takes my classes. I call him. always like, are you guys coming? Mom and dad, are you coming? Leah, did you see if mom and dad are coming? <laughs> yeah, they're not. You need to call them again. Exactly. But with that being said, my dad loves to interrupt my class. He loves to interrupt my class by trying to help others. So I'll say rotate and he will hold on to that partner because he's, trying to, show, life. he's no. trying to show them <laughs> yeah. what step to take and what direction to turn. And he wants to help them before they go on to the next partner. Person. Yeah. But it always disrupts the flow. And my mom, God bless her. <laughs> she's always like, uh, Bob, <laughs> Excuse the me. instructor said to rotate. And my dad in his mind is like, well, that's not the instructor. That's my daughter. Yes. And my mom always says, no, during the class, that is your instructor. So my mom is very good at separating it and saying, when Lauren has her microphone on, when Lauren is teaching the class, you are her student. It doesn't matter what your relationship is, where my dad is like, no, 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 that's my daughter. I raised her. I changed her diapers. Like, (laughs) I can, that's my baby. I can talk whenever I want to talk. And the answer is no, it is extremely distracting even though it is my own dad and he feels like that's okay, it never is. Right. And that, that goes for anything, right? That goes for if you're at work and let's say you are best friends with someone, but at work you don't get to act that way, you know? You might go out for drinks with your boss after work, but that doesn't mean that while you're at work you get to talk about how sloshed you guys got. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's business and <laughs> and personal and you have to learn to separate the two. It doesn't matter how well you know your instructor, you know, whether you're a, a private lesson, whether you have been dancing with them for years, a sister, a cousin, yeah. a mom or dad, a stranger. It doesn't matter. My husband takes my classes. Yes. My sister takes my classes. I do. My parents. Your nieces. My niece. Everyone that has a very personal relationship with me takes my classes, but still 
usually minus dad, love you dad, is still very respectful of that relationship. This is a perfect visual for those of you that are visual out there. I want you to view the mullet, the haircut. I seriously can't with you right now. (laughs) You got your business in the front, kids, and your party in the back. Like old school. Class and social. Yes. Like Billy Ray Cyrus, but like the OG. Right. Like in the 80s. Yes. So, but even with the mullet, you got business in the front, party in the back. You can't have business and party together. It looks messy. You got to separate two. (laughs) Two. So, you're welcome. (laughs) It's like trying to crimp. Yes. (laughs) It's not a curl, but it's not a straighten either. We digress. We digress. Um, Leah talked about it before. Uh, Feedback is really appreciated and always welcomed after the class, not during. So if you find that during the class you're like, oh, we didn't rotate enough or, oh, I found that – you know, the I, I couldn't hear the instructor, yeah. any of those things. Giving that feedback to the instructor afterwards, fantastic. Go up and say, hey, I really enjoyed taking your class. I found that um, we didn't do enough dancing yes. or enough practicing. Or I found that um, the we didn't move, have enough space. We didn't have enough space. We needed to kind of redirect. That kind of stuff is always appreciated after the fact. Um because then their future lessons, they can adjust that versus during trying to reorganize the lines, yes. trying to help people like, you know, creating your own line. I always have one or two students. I'll have everybody in one perfect line, especially for my beginner class. And there's always one or two students that it's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to create my own line. And then when we rotate, it's a hot mess. Hot. I don't understand. Mess. These are very well-educated <laughs> People. People. Adults. Adults. Well-educated adults. And somehow... The rotating is the hardest. It's really hard. But it's always that one person that's kind of out of line. Yes. So, that being said as well, though, is that your instructor, no matter where you are, has a completely different view of the dance floor than you do. Like physically. Like bird's eye view. Right. They are able to move in and out of people. They're able to see how much space you have. And I know... Seeing it from experience, Lauren moves around the dance floor a lot. She makes sure to hit every single angle so she knows where her class is. She knows what their spacing is like, and she'll adjust it accordingly. If you take it upon yourself, again, it goes back to distraction. Absolutely. A thing that, and not all instructors are like this, so it's very different, but I, on this whole, this whole podcast episode, I feel like I'm just talking about myself, but. There's a theme here. Yes. There's a, there's a point. I'm somebody that when I teach, I don't dance. Correct. So I might jump in from time to time if there's somebody, if there's like an extra guy or an extra girl, just to kind of, if they need help with the basic and I have time to do so because everybody else is getting it. But I make a point not to be a leader or a follow because I am teaching and because I'm getting that view of the floor to make sure everything is flowing very evenly. Yes. So I know that there are some instructors that will uh, take the class. They're kind of like teaching and and dancing at the same time. Um, And their classes tend to be a little bit more jumbled, meaning it's not wrong. But if you're taking their classes, you can be even more of a distraction Yes. if you're trying to because there's a lot going on already. It's not as structured or organized, you know what I mean, as most. But again, it's going to change anywhere that you go. Yeah. You might be in a place where they're standing up on a stage 
and everyone's just kind of in a crowd and you can dance wherever. Then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Still be respectful. Obviously, don't teach while the instructor's teaching. But if you need to move, if you need to adjust, if you want to take a step out, you can absolutely do that. You have that opportunity because that is that environment. You have to read your your space. You have to read the area that you're in, the environment, the people, all of that. And that goes for any part of life. When you walk in somewhere, you have to know what you're going into. You know, really scan it and be like, okay, what can I and can I not do in this area? Yeah. What would be appropriate versus what would be inappropriate? It's important to know. It's important to it's an important skill to have. Oh yeah. Anywhere. Oh Work, yeah. friendship, party, dancing, just anywhere. It's important to really be able to read your room. Oh yeah. I am somebody that when I first walk into a room, when I first walk into a new space, a new crowd of people, I always make a point to be very friendly. Hi, how's it going? But then I'm very quiet and I observe everything that's going on because by being quiet and observing, you can allow that information to come in versus pushing the information out. Yes. If you're talking, you can't listen at the same time. Yes. My mom says that to my my little niece all the time. Yes. Lily. Yeah. If you're talking, you're not listening. I swear, no, you're not listening now. <laughs> yeah, right? So, little kids, adults, it makes no difference. So, for this episode, we're going to keep it nice and short and sweet. The point is, like we said at the beginning, the middle, and even now at the end, don't teach while the teacher is teaching. Don't it is it. distracting and not helpful. Yes. And if you, please, give us some feedback. feedback. We want to hear it. You know, go on our Instagram or on, you know, our Facebook or anything like that. You can reach out to us. Absolutely. The Social Code Podcast. Let us know what you think about it because we want to hear what you have to say because you might be on one side of the spectrum when it comes to maybe you're the distraction or maybe you're the distracted. Yeah. Maybe you're the quote unquote helper. Yes. Or maybe you're the quote unquote helped. Most of the time, the feedback that I get from the beginner students is that they appreciate that someone was there to take time with them, but they didn't feel like they picked it up because they were trying to listen to too many people at one time. Absolutely. But yeah, so definitely let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you guys think. We do. This is about you. We want to know. We do. All right. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.